Lacey Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tangentialist Podcast with Macy Gage, and let's just jump right in. So this episode is episode 23, and it is called Applying Value Without Sense, and that needs a little bit of explaining, but uh, I think it kind of kind of makes sense to to most people, I would think, but Okay, so yeah, I just wanted to start where, so I'm not really going very consecutive with my story, and it's kind of episodic, but but yeah, so I have a brain injury, a traumatic brain injury, and I acquired that in 1997 with a MVA, motor vehicle accident. I wasn't driving, but you'd have to go back and listen to all the other stuff with uh, all the other episodes. To give you a little bit more detail uh, other than that, but so I'm starting where I I was, where am I? I'm in university, and I knew early on that my self-esteem was low, and to create it, I had to, to fake it. At least that's the way I thought, you know, when I was in high school, and I kind of just carried that over into to university, and that worked up until my brain injury. Or so I thought, or so I thought it did. To some extent, in high school, I made it look like I was confident by surrounding myself with the weirdos and the and doing whatever sort of drug was being passed around. That only got me so far because once classes ceased and I was in the hospital from my from my trauma, then what? I had a lot of visitors uh, who meant well, but once I was out of the hospital and was all the way down in Indiana, what was I to do? This is where my adopted parents had moved while I was, sorry, (laughs) this is where my adopted parents had moved while I was in my last year of school. So yeah, wait a minute, what was this all about? Anyway. I guess they did what they had always done and just kept moving. It must have made sense to them at the time. But what about leaving your youngest, most vulnerable daughter alone in another country? Made sense. Although finding work in Canada uh, was difficult for my for my dad. Finding work in Canada really couldn't have been that difficult. But maybe it was. All I knew was, here we go again. A new place to adjust to, a new town, a new city, and this time, even a new country. That's when the seams started to split. I didn't notice it at first, 
the internet was new in the late 90s, so I was going into chat rooms, remembering to stay safe and only talk with those I actually knew. I wandered the streets of the little town to search for myself. I was, I was just searching for myself, finding a lyric from a, a New Order song that said the very same thing, not realizing how it related to my situation, my circumstances, or anything at all. I was just going for a walk, getting some exercise. And reflecting on those times in my life where I was searching makes it seem as if subconsciously I was looking for value in myself, even then. I just didn't know how to articulate it. For so many years, I had been repeatedly told and made to, to feel I wasn't good enough. I know, poor me, sad little white girl, right? But yeah, I couldn't, I just didn't know how to articulate what I, what I was really feeling. So, so, so for so many years, I had been repeatedly made to feel I wasn't good enough. Being told this was probably from girls at school that didn't understand my tomboy ways. I was never valued by my sister Adriana at all while we were growing up. She didn't see any value in me that would assist her in any way. And that's the kind of person she is. And and people, to her, have a price tag that increases their value to her sense of worth, and and that's understandable. I definitely know there are there are people that are like this, and my adopted parents saw that the traumatic brain injury and bipolar that that I had from this uh, motor vehicle accident was sort of a hindrance for me, and saw that I was drastically lowering their bar of expectation. While Adriana always lifted it higher and higher, later we'll get into how she couldn't even reach her own expectations and what that ended up looking like, or sort of leading to. And less than a decade after my crash, I had met Jude, and he and his family have helped me see and learn about my very own value as a person. He helped me see that I was being taken advantage of by my parents, who were taking my money right from under me, disguising it as support during this difficult recovery time. However, just like Britney Spears, I gained control. However, I still question it from time to time. I remember with some help that negative thought patterns are ingrained there's, there's sort of an ingrained kind of groove in, in my brain that is difficult to unlearn, especially when learned early on in life. But with practice and persistence, it can be corrected. What helped me make sure I navigate on a more positive trajectory are making sure I have a lineup of healthy habits in my routine. So any thoughts that arise that are negative can be sort of quickly squashed with my positive actions. I know it sounds easy, but it took some practice before I was able to put these positive habits into, actually into sort of physical practice. I had to figure out, you know, first, what were the best ones for me? And and then how was I going, how was I going to fit them in? And first off, I had to lose the cigarettes. That was a really, 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 really tough one. Uh, I don't know how to sort of 
describe how I did this because it was tough. I mean, it takes six or seven times before each person that, that's a smoker can actually let go of this nasty habit. But <clears throat> excuse me, but I but I was able to do it and, and I'm so thankful that, that I was able to, to lose that because once you're able to, to just let go of this kind of habit, it kind of it it becomes like a series of of sort of negative things that you're sort of like a house of cards. You're you're just letting them fall down around you and then realizing that you can be you can be strong and, and secure without these these sort of crutches, right? So also another another thing that helped was monitoring my sleep and, and my diet. I mean, I know I'm definitely not you know, the the kind of person that only eats really, really healthy foods. I definitely fall off the wagon almost daily, but but I definitely try to make sure that that yeah, I I, I do try to get in, you know, all of the, the things that I need to, you know, like the definitely the right amount of iron. Sometimes protein's a little bit low, but but yeah, it's just yeah, making sure that the diet is is eating you know, making making sure that we can eat sort of what we need to, to to stay nutritionally healthy, and also surrounding myself with positive and productive people can definitely and are definitely a very good influence on on your behavior and how you sort of function in the world. And for these and more tips and tricks on living with bipolar, browse these posts and sort of other episodes that I have sort of lined up because I'm coming up to 25 episodes. I know some of them are a little bit strange and maybe the titles don't interest you at first, but there's actually, I I think I'm coming up with some, I have been coming up with some really good stuff to to share with you about how I've gotten through this this crazy sort of... um, roller coaster life of mine it, it's definitely getting tamer and tamer thank goodness for that or else how would i survive right <laughs> you can't have these 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 chaotic lifestyles for too long or else it just becomes sort of a ship that we can't sail or a a tidal wave we can't we can't climb anymore because we're just we just can't balance these these uh uncontrollable sort of lifestyles they just they're just too much to handle and and finding the balance that was one thing was that was definitely a big uh a big thing for me was trying to find balance and then that's sort of a a goal i think we we all need to to sort of i don't know bring to terms or come into agreement with or just just yeah just make sure it's it's in our mind try and remember to find some kind of balance with our life and, and every way that we can imagine, you know, there's there's lots of ways to to balance our life and we need to focus on those. And yeah, there's some crazy things going on right now with the the Ukraine and and I thought the 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 pandemic was ending and it seems like things are going good and I guess we shouldn't get too excited just yet because cause, well, the pandemic is still out there and the virus and everything, but stay safe everybody and yeah, we'll just, we'll get through this, you know, just get through it every day. We'll just get that much easier and we'll just stay busy because yeah, that just, that just, yeah, it's a, it's a really good thing when we can stay busy and feel fulfilled with the things that we put 
in front of ourselves to accomplish because it's fulfilling to to make sure that we we have goals and we have we have uh, accomplishments and how could i even forget about what our prime minister is doing or should i say not doing i guess that's why i, I left that out but I'm not going to talk too much about it because, well, he's kind of clueless. He acts like a teenager, and I don't know how we've managed to keep him in power for as long as he has because he he brought up this, this silly election just to make it that he's got uh, a minority government, which somehow I really shouldn't be talking about politics. I don't know enough about it, but I know he has become world famous for showing that he doesn't care about the the truckers that put food on our, our table everyone's table in the country but he was he was not he was just not budging he was digging his heels in and and just because these truckers didn't want to have to to give over to these ridiculous mandates of having to show the uh what is it the vaccination paperwork and stop at this um stop point and this border and you got to line up for this and just causing disruptions in these these truckers uh sort of schedule their their what they know like these 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 people the truckers are, are providing such an amazing service for canadian canadians to you know just get food on our table to for you know like stuff like the all kinds of inventory coming from from Amazon and all kinds of other different uh, sort of factories and, and manufacturers and, and just all kinds of companies and everything is really delivered by a truck and how could Trudeau be so thoughtless and careless and inconsiderate that he wouldn't realize how important uh, the trucking community is to to Canadian citizens and well, there's me going on a rant. I mean, I was in support of what the truckers were uh, were doing their protest in Ottawa, and there were so many that were, oh, how could you, and then this and that, and different companies were, oh, well, how could you be supporting that? And it's like, oh my gosh, do you not realize how incredibly important these truckers are to our functioning society? Yeah, they may not seem like it because they go under the radar. We don't, they don't, they don't seem so important because we're not conscious of them and how much of an impact they actually have on our lives but it's like as if amazon shut down and then and then we couldn't have everything delivered to us it'd be basically the same thing but in this regard it's it's the the truckers which i don't know i'm very frustrated with it and yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna stop now that's yeah it's Things are things are going better now, and and we'll focus on that. That every day is getting better, and to just you know be kind to ourselves because because we need to. Thank you, glorious humanoids, for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode, as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentialist. <laughs> <laughs>